Hey, Life Group Leaders and Hosts, welcome to the Week 10 Leader Guide. Let's jump in. For the icebreaker this week, the question is, what room in your house best reflects your personality and why? This question will help us learn more about our group members in a fun way. So for some, the foyer may represent their welcoming personality. Others could say the formal living room best encapsulates their professionalism and class. Some may say that the basement reflects their dark and mysterious side. (laughs) In any case, have fun with it. So after your icebreaker, jump into prayer and then read the passage, which this week is Psalm 16, and we'll have a special special message from Pastor Matt Keeler. So question one, which is what stood out to you in this section of scripture or from Sunday's sermon, is your you know, standard opening question. There's no right or wrong answer, but you're just searching for what the Lord, the Lord and the Holy Spirit um, have been trying to say to your group members without any sort of leading or direction to begin with. So, um, yep. Then after that question, you can jump into number two. What benefits of trusting the Lord does David describe in Psalm 16? So this question allows your group to identify the good things about trusting in God that can be found in either the main points in the sermon or anything else really that's picked out of the scripture or the text this week. Because Pastor Matt outlines five main benefits of trusting the Lord in his sermon. As we trust in the Lord, we know that we're safe, according to verses 1 through 3. We are surrendered in verses 4 through 6, steadfast, verses 7 to 8, secure, verses 9 and 10, and finally in verse 11, satisfied. These benefits include additional facets and layers that provide even more perspective to these categories of benefit. So what I'm trying to say is within the benefits of safety, for example, we can trust God to be our refuge in times of trouble, provide all good things to us, and establish safety through our spiritual family. Through the benefit of surrender, We have peace and freedom that come from knowing our boundaries and inheritance in Christ. The benefit of steadfastness permits us to praise and produces in us strong confidence in the Lord. Trusting God for our security results in rejoicing and physical healing as well as an eternal perspective. Satisfaction is a display of how we have trusted God to meet our every need now and for eternity. The intention of this question is simply to make observations of the text and or refresh our memories on the points of the sermon. Hang on, if you can, until question three to analyze or personalize the meaning of the benefits of trusting God. All right, question three. What benefits of trusting God do you value or resonate with the most and why? So the goal of this question is to talk on a more intimate level about the benefits that we have in trusting our Lord, seeing which one resonates with group members more specifically. This is a great time to encourage your group members to testify about times when they have trusted God and experienced these blessings in real ways. For example, someone may be able to talk about a time when God preserved them while in a precarious situation. Or another member may be able to talk about how they were able to surrender their gods or idols or things that they were holding on to in order to accept Christ as Lord in their life and over the things that are in their lives. Um, Group members may also simply discuss the benefit that brings them the most comfort or the one they see most often playing out in their lives. Whatever the case, the hope is that as we hear one another's stories, that we're being built up and our trust in the Lord is growing stronger. Question four, in which areas of your life is it hard for you to trust in the Lord? 
So the purpose of this question is to help group members identify specific ways in which it's challenging for them to trust God. The answers to this question will likely be personal yet varied. Pastor Matt gave us a great list of things which which we may have trouble trusting God. Can you trust him with your finances, your relationships, your parenting, health, career, retirement? There are many more things, both general and specific, that our group members could be struggling to trust God with. It may be helpful for you to have an answer ready to lead with if some are a bit shy to share their struggles with the group. Encourage them that there will be no judgment, but only encouragement and prayer support as desired or needed. All right, question five. What steps can you take this week to build your trust in the Lord? So the goal is for your group members to identify specific steps that they can take in order to strengthen their confidence and trust in God. Different people will be ready for different steps. Some may want to commit to praying or fasting to build the trust they need in the Lord. Others may want to find a counselor or trusted friend with which they can discuss their doubts and decisions. Some may have other creative ideas that they would want to share. In any case, this is a great spot to encourage prayer or accountability partners to work through any trust issues they may have with the Lord. Whatever these steps are, when they're taken within a safe, believing community, they can be really powerful and life-giving. So remind your group that it's the Holy Spirit that empowers and equips you to follow his word. Be prepared, again, with your own answer that you might be able to share in order to get things started. And be sure to pray for these things in your prayer time. Speaking of prayer, our prayer application this week is for the recipients of items from Calvary's food pantry. So please pray for those that receive food from Calvary's food pantry, that they would trust in the Lord to provide for their needs and protect them from harm. Pray also, ultimately, for their salvation if they do not know the Lord. Okay, our leadership notes for this week uh, include leadership considering challenging people. So for this week's leader note, I wanted to pass along excerpts from an article I read at gotquestions.org titled, What does the Bible say about dealing with difficult people? I thought it was very appropriate for the topic. It provided me with a comprehensive view of the Bible's examples and perspectives related to working with challenging people in our lives. So here we go. We all know people whom we find difficult in one way or another, and we're all called upon to deal with difficult people at some time or another. A difficult person may be one who is condescending, argumentative, belligerent, selfish, flippant, obtuse, or simply rude. Difficult people seem to know just how to push one's buttons and stir up trouble. So dealing with difficult people becomes an exercise in patience, love, and grace. Our response to difficult people should model the examples provided by Jesus, for he surely dealt with many difficult people during his time here on earth. In his interactions with difficult people, Jesus never displayed an attitude of harsh superiority or dismissive pride. Rather, he showed authority under control. He used rebuke when necessary, but he also dealt with difficult people by remaining silent, asking questions, pointing them to scripture, and telling a story. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus was quite specific about dealing with difficult people in love and humility. And Peter encourages us to repay evil with blessing because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. In dealing with difficult people, we must guard against pride and show God's love toward them. The book of Proverbs provides much wisdom in dealing with difficult people. Proverbs twelve sixteen promotes patience in our relationship. Proverbs 23 commends peacemaking. Proverbs ten twelve encourages love. 
Proverbs 17, 14 values foresight and deference. If possible or necessary, it might just also be best to avoid this situation by carefully choosing whom we associate with, according to Proverbs 22, 24. Dealing with difficult people is unavoidable. When we deal with difficult people, it's easy to respond in the flesh, but that just brings out the worst in us. How much better to allow our dealings with difficult people to bring out the fruit of the Spirit in us? Look at Galatians 5, 22 and 23. By the grace of God, may we deal with difficult people in love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, and to top it off, self-control. May we extend the same love, grace, and mercy that God extends to us. And may we be careful not to become the difficult people ourselves. Well, hopefully uh, these encouragements were helpful to you. And we don't have too many difficult people (laughs) around us. But in any case, this is a great way to approach some of those struggles that come along with these relationships. So our leader host announcement for this week is the same as the last week. Uh, Just as you consider the week of Thanksgiving, which is November 20th through 25th, just remember to think ahead about whether your group will meet. Um, We will provide a leader guide for that week, um, but do not feel pressure to meet. This is often a time when groups do take a break uh, in some way. So go ahead and, and think about that, pray about that, but also be sure to communicate that to your group members. All right, well, thanks everyone. I'm praying for your groups and your meetings this week, and I'm just grateful for all that you do. We'll see you soon.